Hi, welcome to episode eight of the Oregon Duck Talk podcast. Okay. I'm your host, Jerry. Take your shoes off. Welcome to Husky Hate Week. Yeah. Well, you guys are super energetic for the fourth <laughs> intro attempt. <laughs> <clears throat> Together, uh, we have Zach and Beans like usual. And yeah. um, let's jump right into it. So Oregon destroyed Colorado last week. Oh, easy. Easier. It could have been 17-17 in the third quarter if somebody didn't throw a pick in the back of the end zone. I mean, when it uh, comes down to it, the Colorado is the 11th ranked offense in the country, and Oregon held them to three points, regardless of that one swing defensively. No, no and I mean, in all games, all games are made up of swing moments. So that's good that we they finally capitalized it and marched down the field to actually score right after that pick. So that's another good thing from that. So... Hell of I mean, a play so defensively, too. they were shut down. Really, they're they four interceptions. Yeah, four interceptions. Yeah, Montez like looked like shit. Like yeah. we made Montez look like complete dog shit. And I love it, it how it how it led into that game with them reminiscing about that 2016 Oregon yeah game that they're yeah. like oh crying on the field and shit. And it's like dude, you just beat one of the worst Oregon teams of all time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it's like okay, that's how it's done. That's how you beat a Colorado team. So we'll, yep. we'll get to the offense in a second because we'll probably have a little more to say about them because the defense was yep. that good. There really isn't yep. much to talk about. Uh, defensive backs were shut out, lights out. Four interceptions, like you said. Uh, Verone McKinley, the third, second? Yep, third. Third. You know, he had two on his own, and he forced the th- one of the, th- the third yep. one. Yep, Bryson Young got that one. Um, there was an injury scare, but luckily that's not going to be an issue this week. They're both yep. practicing. They're both playing. We'll go to the offensive injuries in a minute um i really want to get to the washington game i think that's really what we want to talk about because this game was kind of a blowout it was, it was pretty garbage time after the first half but you guys anything else to say about the defense no no i mean they played lights nope. out and uh colorado didn't really have uh didn't like they're not known for giving up too many sacks and we still got to montez so that's pretty good yep and verdell just absolutely balled out kind of showed himself as the starting running back i think you know, this week or, you know, against Colorado, he really kind of proved himself. Yeah. So I guess we're going to the offense now. That was, yeah, our, that was like, I was like, well, we're on defense. Oh, but... I thought we were, you said look, we're going to get onto the Washington game. So I was just trying to get in a jab on Jared there because Jared hates Verdell. So. Yeah. <clears throat> do you have anything to say about the defense, Beans? Uh, Jared, why do you hate Verdell so much? Okay. So we'll go into the offense. We'll get. We'll save the running back conversation I for mean, the last because that's great as always. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we'll go into the running back situation last because I think that's going to lead into the UW conversation. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Breland was got hurt and it looks like he's out for the season. Um, you know, I saw a lot of Mackey Award, uh, you know, midseason nominations, which is super sad because you know I don't think the Ducks ever had a Mackey Award winner, and Breland was lining up to win it. Yeah. No, well, and he's down. like not only in the college football world making some noise for himself, but like draft in, uh, the draft, yep. you know, his yep. draft stock was skyrocketing just how he performed from this season. I think coming in, he was definitely people were talking about him in the draft, but he really came out and like was making a wave for himself. And yep. I, I don't think that'll go away now that he's injured, but it'll still it doesn't help, you know. Yeah, it does not help. And then when it comes to the receivers, we saw you know. Full strength receiving staff saw Juwan Johnson get his first, you know, real game. You know, yep. receivers look great. You know, yep. look got open. They're catching things. 
Juwan dropped I mean, one in the back of the end zone, but other than that, it was good. So I've watched that play a couple times. Herbert threw that so unnecessarily hard. I don't know. It's the timing, man. It's in the back of the end zone, and there's a window. If there's he, a window, if yes. He, if he flips his hands over and catches it rather than mm-hmm. try to cradle it with his yeah, body. Underneath, yeah. and, that, and that's the only reason. It just went right through his arms because he tried to pin it from the side. And that's just, like, impossible to do. That's, like, Like, definitely, time. you know, 100% should have caught it. No excuses. Yeah. I think Herbert could have made it slightly easier to catch. Oh, for sure. For but, sure. you know, but he, he got it. Defender was right there, too. There were yeah. two defenders right there. I think that's his main concern is protecting mm-hmm. from being a Protect the ball. Yep. Right. Uh, O-line looked great. Uh, yep. You know, Sewell, always amazing. Yep. I've heard a few people joke Sewell for Heisman. Yep. Um, Dude, he's the real deal. He's our best mm-hmm. player. It's one of those things, like, that's something Cristobal could really lean into recruiting-wise. Like, you know, look at this guy. He's Heisman, you know, he's never, he's never going to win it. A lineman's yeah, never no, going to no. Heisman. But just to be in the conversation. Um, and I guess we'll move on to the running backs because, as being said, I'm not sold on Verdell. I think he is vastly overrated in the sense that I don't think any of our running backs are good. I think none of them have proven themselves. He did have a great game, but it's not like – I don't think it was because of him in particular. I think any of our guys could have stepped into that role and had that success. I want to see Cyrus carry the ball more, honestly. I think while Verdell is an extremely high ceiling, he's yet to develop that. And that's honestly on Mastro. Uh, But for our offense right now, I think Cyrus is our best back. I I would say Cyrus is a guarantee four yards. It's it's nice, but he doesn't have the potential to break it. Like yeah. Verdell, Verdell is going to get you positive yards. With with Die, you, you he's like an ultimate risk. He's either going to get caught in the backfield and not be you know lose some yards or break it. And then with Verdell, you're able to be like, okay, we're not going to get negative yardage unless they completely blow up the play. And uh, you know. I just see I just see Verdell with the biggest upside, like kind of how you were saying earlier this week. Just between us, you were saying, "Hey, Verdell's got a, a lot of up, upside," and I think that's why I'm just pulling for Verdell next year. I think it might change with Benson coming in. Benson yeah. could be the guy. He's big. Benson's he's got fast, speed. He's big. Yep. And so I think that's going to be a real challenge. But I think this year you have to lean on Verdell and Cyrus. And I'm so glad how they used the two. It was perfect use of those two guys. So uh, I don't – I mean, yeah. I love that. I, I just – you know, I feel like you guys unnecessarily hate on Die when – I mean, I think he's hit his ceiling. He's literally there. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, that's how bad Verdell is playing. The fact that we can even have an argument that uh, Die and Verdell are comparable backs right now in the Oregon running – in the running team, that's bad. He definitely needs to step up. Verdell needs to step up. Yeah. But I, I still don't think he's anywhere like uh, like Diaz. I think you're right. Diaz hit his ceiling. I think Verdell has not. And I think that's why you got to play Verdell. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think good. Verdell is the future, at least until we, you know, until, yeah, until we see what Benson and, and Dollar can, can do. do together. Yep. Because, you know, honestly, I get that our running backs are successful right now, so that's why no one's swapping them out. Yep. But Dollars is the number one, two, all-purpose yep. back coming in. Yeah, I'd like to see him play a little bit. 
I mean, he's, yeah. he played that one game, but yeah, he has one, well, he has one game left to play. He's played oh, three really? games. Yep. So that's why they're saving him. They really don't want to use him unless they, you know, get him some valuable experience. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I think, think we also have game. Oh, sorry, our running backs are really. It's all good. I think we also have to remember that our running backs are pretty young. I mean, yep. sophomores. You know, Sophomore. Yeah, sophomores cross the board pretty much, you know, except for a few exceptions. We've been and, but even then, it's still young. You know, they're younger yeah. than sophomores. So I think we'd see Verdell get a lot better, you know, within the next, you know, next season or, you know, even within this season. Yeah. Uh, it's still early in this season, yeah. really. So, and I, I think the same for Die, but I just don't think, I think, like Zach was saying, like his, you know, Die's top, you know, he's going to peak earlier than somebody like Verdell just be. You know, because of who, like his body type. Yeah, size disadvantage. I mean, it's just it's just plain and simple to where you have to have a certain body type to win at the running back position. Like he's proven everything against crappy teams, and I think that's why he was kind of that number two guy. Because, well, you know, he's honestly hasn't had a bad game recently. But coming off the Civil War, it's kind of pretty easy to look good against the Beavers' rush defense. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's going to be leading right into the UW game. So I think the line's going to make or break. Or sorry, the run game is going to make or break how we play this game. Yep. If it, no, if we sure. can run, it's over. There's, yep. there's going to be no game. They're not going to be able to stop us, and there's no way they're going to score more than once or twice on the Oregon defense. I honestly see. My dumb dog. <laughs> Karina, can you get that away from me? Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, so a lot of their experiences up front, their uh, their their ta- defensive tackles, right? That's yeah, okay, we got a lot of things going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. So yeah, so a lot of um their experiences up front. So if they can stop the running game and force the pass game to make it easier for their young defensive backs, it could be a really dangerous game for Oregon where they're putting a lot of third and 10, third and eight, third yep. and nine. And that's where Oregon's offense is the absolute weakest. Yep. But if we can run the ball, if we're getting those short second, third downs, it's just going to be, you know, dink and dunk. They're going to drive the field. They're going to get a few big plays and, you know, Oregon's going to score at will. And honestly, at the other side, I really don't think Washington's have a good day. I think it's. I think you kind of hit it, hit it on the head with the run game. I think both sides, whoever wins oh, yeah. the run game, is going to win this game. I mean, you could say that for the majority of games, but Washington has McGrew and Ahmed, while Oregon has Cyrus and uh, Verdell now, to where it's it's very similar to who's going to be the more dominant team. I think. You can make a case for Washington probably has the better backs, but Oregon has the better O line. You know, Oregon has a better D line. It's just it's it's really balanced very well. It's going to be an interesting kind of who's better at what. I think when it co- like when it comes down, can't hear you, Beans. Um, I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes down to, I think the difference makers. We got to look at the quarterbacks and we got to look at the defensive backs. Because I think, like you said, it's going to be an interesting game where both teams try to establish the ground game, and there's going to be a huge difference in the pass game. I don't think – UW has great defensive backs in terms of young guys who will probably grow into something good. They're not there yet. The Ducks have that now. 
Yep. And Easton's yep. had a hard time proving himself against good cornerbacks. Even Stanford, who only has one good defensive back, yep. he screwed them up. Yep. He couldn't get. I he think could, just from the weather standpoint too. I don't think there's going to be a ton of anything going through the air. I yeah. think it's going to be a really run-based game. Well, especially and, you know, I, most of the time that goes to like the uh, the worst team, just because it's kind of an equalizer skill player-wise. Yep. But I think it almost goes to Oregon in this case, just because we have the more physical team now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I th- and we, we that's perfect beans because UW yeah. actually has probably the better skill players all around. If you look at, you know, they got Hunter Bryan at tight end, they got uh, Fuller at wide receiver, they got a Ahmed, they have McGrew, you know, and then it's just like, oh geez, these guys are pretty dangerous. They just don't really have the offensive scheme to make those guys mm-hmm. great. And I think this weather might actually take those guys out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it could balance. But again, it's all about if Verdell is, plays like he did last week and same as Cyrus. And it's just got to be smart. I think it's oh, man, Oregon's I, offensive game to lose. I think we're. I yeah. think you're giving Cy, uh, CJ a little bit of credit there. The O-line last week was amazing. Oh, great. Those yeah, holes were giant. That goes without saying. It's yeah. no running back can do without their O-line. And I think we're going to see that this week. I think we're going to see. Um, praise them, hog mollies. It's going to be kind of like last year in terms of the offense, where we're making holes, we're driving the ball down, and it'll come to those last twenty yards if we can close it out. If Herbert can close it out and score those touchdowns, yeah. defensively, this is a completely different team. And I'm not sure if Eason is the guy yet for UW. Yeah. Can he well, make those yeah. plays? I yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting. I think uh, I think Eason is the guy for UW just because of what they have. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he's the real deal facing mm-hmm. Oregon's defense. So yeah, I agree. I think we're gonna see Eason try to be a little more mobile and a little mm-hmm. more versatile in this game too. He's gonna have to be. Show, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna have to be able to to avoid the rush. And uh, I think that's also something Oregon has kind of shown a weak weakness in their defense, and is just against their running QB. So yep. I I think uh, watch him to try to be a little more mobile and versatile. Yep. I, I I'd see Oregon's defense really loading the box early and trying to prevent the run and mm-hmm. getting pressure on Eason, and then trying to force him into a really predictable third and long. To where it's like, okay, we're coming after you. We're not yeah. going to do this three guy down lineman. We're going to come after you and make you earn it, make you sweat. And it's, I think that's how Oregon's going to try and win. Is load the box early and yeah, trust the their secondary. Yeah, trust their secondary guys and just kind of, yeah, force yeah. him to win it. Yeah. Score predictions. Yeah. So I kind of want to go into a thing of. So your prediction on a win and a loss for Oregon, I want you to give how it happens. You know, I'll, I'll go first as an example. But yeah, yeah. so like, in Oregon wins, I have a score of twenty-eight thirteen. In this, in this, you know, model or whatever, Oregon establishes a, a great ground game. They're not going to settle for field goals because they don't trust their kicker. They yeah. might do some four and outs at kickable range, but it's going to lead to you know. Weather will play a part too. Weather will play a part. Uh, defensively, there there might be one big play. Ducks have one big play. Washington scores an early touchdown with a big play, but other than that, they're not able to get anything established. Maybe a few field goals. That's kind of why I have a twenty-eight thirteen on a good win prediction. 
an Oregon loss. I think Beans kind of has it with like a 13 to 7 where Oregon can't get moving. They're forcing on a long third and tens. They're not able to you know, get it going, and Washington plays kind of lame on offense. They're like, okay, cool. We'll just play this slow game, you know, terrible weather, uh, touchdown, a couple field goals, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, Oregon's got to score again after not, you know, 150 yards of total offense or something like that. I don't see that happening, but, you know, that's if they were to lose, I think that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, like Jared said, I think 13-7, UW. I just see uh, both offenses. You know, win and a loss. Same, same prediction last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 13 7. Oh, yeah. So 13-7, you know, uh, I just think both offenses are going to struggle. I think it'll be 7-7 probably at the half. Uh, hey, better, than, half. better than against Cal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. And then I think, I, I don't know, I think Oregon continues to struggle and, uh, yeah, shoots themselves in the foot a bunch. I think Travis Dye will fumble at least three times because I know I, I don't no think chance. he's gonna play that much. I think he's got gloves. Yeah. No, no, no. We saw. We saw. practicing in the rain without gloves still. I understand, so but remember the, uh, the Oregon State practice. game, the Civil yeah. War last year. Yeah. The weather was yeah. so bad he put gloves on. I don't think it'll be that yeah. bad for the game, but um, I gosh. So, Bean, what do you see? You need a win prediction. For a win prediction. A win prediction. For a win. Uh man, this is that's that's a stretch. Um, <laughs> right, I'm just gonna mute your portion. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go like probably 24, 13, something like that. You know, I think it's still gonna be pretty low scoring. So the Ducks uh, are gonna make a field goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I think you know Bold best prediction. case we run the ball really well and we hold the ball a lot of the game, and I think yeah. UW will. That'll kind of paralyze UW and force them to throw a lot, make more mistakes against our defense, and uh, I don't see them getting more than you know a touchdown and a couple of field goals. But uh, I don't think our offense is going to ball out at any point just because of the weather. You know, I don't yeah. see them scoring more than a few touchdowns if they win. Yeah. I have one comment I want to make. I forgot. To, I was going to put this in there. I you, you know a lot of you, I know you both are like, oh yeah, Colorado blows. Colorado sucks. They're a bad team. They're still the number 11 offense at S&P Plus. Oregon held the number 11 team in the country to three points. That's how legit our defense. I know it's at home. You know, being away is a different monster, yep. especially with this weather. Oh, especially for the Ducks. <laughs> but yep. this defense is legit. Mental Washington, Washington, they're going to see a worse offense in Washington. Yep. I I mean, I agree. Um I, I just have this feeling that, that Washington's going to have their one game that they focus on. I think it's going to be a redemption game for their kicker, like I kind of hinted at with you guys before. And I think it's I think if it's close, Huskies win. I think it'll be something like, uh, you know, 17-14 Husky win. Um, and if so Oregon... Fact, you can say 13-7 too. It's okay. No. <laughs> Seventeen, fourteen. Good, I need that field goal for for the Huskies. Thing. But so that's yeah. that's how I think it goes down. I think again, the weather kind of Oregon's a momentum team. They need momentum, and if weather gets in a into a being, oh man, we can't throw it as far. We can't really run our true identity. Um, and I think the Braylon injury is gonna hurt 
real bad with Although not it having his like go-to yeah, Spencer guy. Webb and this kind of stand, yeah, but they up. they're not going to be in all the time because Spencer Webb struggles with blocking. So it's going to be right. really predictable when those big guys come in. We're running, yeah. or we're doing a protective package. They're not really going to yeah. be involved. Um, yeah, I could see um, yeah. a lot of double tight end sets. To, yeah, yeah, to alleviate that. Yep, try to have like one Spencer Webb and then one like Ryan Camp Day. Or yeah, Camp Moore, Ryan Day, and then. But if if the Ducks win, they have to get, I think, in the twenties range. They really need mm-hmm. to get in that upper twenties. If they get in that area, possibly. They might even have to get to that 30 range because if they get to that 30 range, it, it allows their defense to pin their ears back to where, oh, dude, they can't score 30. They can't score 30. Are you crazy? You know, it's just one of those moments to where you, you force a team into being one-dimensional. I think if... Hey. Okay, sounds good. So, Do you want to yeah. start? Are we taking... What are we taking? <laughs> That's nice of him to say all this. But anyway... Uh, yeah. What's, so, what's your actual prediction? So, I have Baines for yeah. uh, UW under under. So, it's Oregon's a three point favorite with fifteen and a half point over under. Yeah, I'm gonna go seventeen fourteen UW. So, if um, UW winning with the under and then under. Yep. And then my again, again, it's just that I just feel like we'll, we'll play like mental midgets again. Because um, I mean, even at Stanford, you know, a Stanford team that we probably should blow out. We we just couldn't control um, our offense, so that's that's what scares me. All right, hey, um, so I have. Thank you, the oh. viewers. I gotta go. <laughs> like my my mom, God, Jared, you know what to do on the predictions. I'll send you my predictions. We'll recap next time. All right, all send, me, send me your all predictions. Over. Okay. All right, so it's me. Yeah, just pick up all the pick all the upsets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. See ya. All right, now that he's gone, thank God. <laughs> um, okay, so Oregon State. So I have you for UW winning under the spread and under the overrunner. Is that actually what yeah. you're taking? Ah, uh, now that Beans is gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I just have that feeling. Yeah, seventeen fourteen. I'll stick with it. All right, so we have. Um, I think Ahmed's gonna get a is gonna run all over the Ducks with McGrew. I I don't I think the Oregon defense would be stifling. I think if Washington wins, it's gonna be such a boring game. I think passing wise, you're right. I think think running game too. They have not. They have not proven that. They have not proven that though. Stanford. They haven't proven it. Stanford. That guy ran all over us. Let's pull up the Oregon stats up. Colorado guy actually ran pretty well against us. In bursts, but not in like. But we struggled with tackling last week. That's the one thing that, that kind of worried weird. me. That, that was weird. That's, that's more of an anomaly than a... I don't know. They struggled with tackling against Stanford. Okay, where... Here, uh, talk about something. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just see... I mean, Washington last week um, getting the win and surviving against Arizona... Uh, they were down and kind of putting up all their points in the fourth quarter um, does kind of make me like, oh, maybe Oregon has this. But that's that's one of those trap games to where you're going into a rivalry game to where you just you can peek over pretty quick. Um, but God, they're lucky they won that because there there is a potential that if they lost that, there would be a potential to lose three games in a row 
with if you lost that Arizona game, you could possibly lose to U of O and then Utah. That's a rough stretch. So pretty big win by them to at least pull it out because it could get ugly for them. If, if, if we're just looking at who the better team is, I think Oregon is that team. Do I think they follow through? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to look up every individual game. No, don't. They just just trust me. No, I I, I don't believe you. I actually call bullshit. I don't think they they've been on like. Oh, here we go. Found it. It's on the GoDucks website. Actually, I don't care. I'm using AdBlocker. Go away. Really? Oh, here we go. So. There we go. Rushing. Stanford, they held them to 61 yards. But that's that's included with sacks and stuff. Oregon got a bunch of sacks that game. I'm talking about how much they give up in the actual run game to the running back. Oh, not us. We had 61 yards. Did they not say yards given up? What the heck? No, probably oh, not. Opponent. Here we go. So Stanford, they have 114. Yeah, and that's with three or four sacks. Against Costello, I mean, even with sacks, that's that's still really good. That's minus uh, forty yards. So, just look at oh, it's us. Um, oh, here we go. This is what I'm looking for. All right, Crane's playing with the dog right now. Whatever. Either way, 114 yards, even at, even with four sacks or whatever. So that's, probably looking at 155 rushing yards. That's still really good for college. Giving yeah. up sub 200, that's great, especially in the Pac-12. But we, but we haven't really played, you know, uh, an actual run identity team. I mean, I'll give this Stanford, but Stanford was kind of like a, a hurt, a hurt uh, team. Um, and then we only give up 66 to Cal. Again, uh, a lot of sacks and. I mean, even sacks. Okay, 100 yeah. yards. This is a great run defense. Sure, they gave up a few. Um, you know, the longest one we gave up against Stanford is twenty-three. Longest one against Cal was twenty-one. Colorado twenty. We're not giving them big plays in the run. Yeah. Sure, we get yeah we gave one hundred and sixty-eight yards to Colorado, even with a couple sacks, almost two hundred. That's still really good. Yeah, are, I just I just think that's if you look at what Oregon's going to do, they're going to be under that number. Um, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I just. I don't know. I have a hard time picturing this Oregon defense lasting and leaning on their defense every single game. Um, luckily, they didn't lean on them too much in the Colorado game, but I don't. I don't want that to be a complete habit of offense not showing up. So last week was really great finally to see offense chip in and contribute. I just yeah. I just think it's kind of uh, what's what I'm looking for. It's kind of selling the Oregon defense short to say they're not run stoppers. I, I agree that their pass defense is where is what their bread yeah. and butter. But yeah, their run defense pass, is extremely yeah. successful. Because they're That's all why they're the number one SP defense in, in yeah. the country. Yeah. Well, scoring and pass defense. They get a great yeah. path rush. They get they get a great job. I, I will give it to them for tackles for loss. They're excellent at. But they do give up a little bit. It's kind of they give up some plays. Um, I mean, even so, they're still yeah, top ten, top fifteen. It's not. Like oh no, I'm is... not saying they're bad. I'm just saying that it's it's one of those to where Oregon can't have an off day on offense this game. They have to they have to perform. They can't have a Cal game 
uh, moment where it's like, oh, thank God for our defense. I just really don't think they can afford that this game. And it, especially with how big this game is. If they win this game, they really are in control of the North. There's a lot of separation. Uh, it feels like uh, you guys are endlessly shifting the goalposts for this team. You're like, oh, well, if they do this against this team, I'll believe that they're good. And they do it. Yeah. But it's 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 not, though, because look at who they played against, you know, at Stanford. It was, okay, hey, this is a chance to really beat up Stanford. 21 to 6. And I was like, wow. I mean, okay, they played their game, man. They, they, like, you know, we're that just going to run the ball, power offense. And then and it gets the Colorado. Game. Well, no, first the Cal game. I will give you the Colorado was a great game, but again, I don't really trust that as a as a level opponent. The Cal game was a great level of physical and being willing to come back, but again, playing a backup B, you scored zero points in the first half. I want to see a, a like them playing their A game. We saw glimpses of it in the Auburn game that first half, like first quarter where it was like oh my god these guys can really dominate blood in the water score on offense get that turnover get the ball back score on offense and just really set that tempo to make a team one-dimensional and that's where I think this defense will be not just good they'll be the best to where they just feast Um, because it's once you get them in a predictable situation and separate like they did against Colorado you know they're passing you know they're gonna pass so guess what two more interceptions yeah, I just, I think I think you're selling that Cal game a little short. I think you guys you talk about how like they're mental midgets and they don't have the grit. I think not scoring in the first half against Cal and still coming out with the win, going down to Stanford, playing Stanford ball and winning a Stanford score. This is showing this team isn't, you know, the Chip Kelly era. We're like, we would lose oh, games. Sure. We're like, what the heck happened there? Where's where's the discipline they've showed? This is an extremely disciplined team. I don't see them making those kind of mistakes. I see them not making big plays. That could be an issue. But in terms yeah, of like yeah. being the mature, like disciplined team, I this is the most disciplined team I've ever seen we're gonna have. And hey, and that's one thing kind of a great lead in is they gotta get penalties down. I know last week was kind of like a little Pac twelve ref Pac-12 show. Refs, man. But we, we got to get the penalties down, especially being on the road. You can't have as many as we did last week. But, you know, previously they've been great with penalties. It was just last week where, again, Pac-12 refs, I get it, but it was a little too high. Yeah. All right. That's enough about Oregon. Game. Yeah. We'll Let's go to the games. So um, we've got the Oregon-Washington score. So on to Cal. So Oregon State at Cal. Uh, Oregon, uh, Cal's a 10.5-point favorite. 52 over under. I mean, I think Cal wins this one pretty handedly. I have over, and I don't think they're going to score 52 points. I don't think Oregon no. State's going to yeah. score anything. No. no. I would say under, un, or uh, over by Cal and then under by total points. All right. Um, then move on to UCLA at Stanford. Stanford's a seven point favorite. Stanford's going to roll over. Yeah. Yeah, I think UCLA is just not physical enough to keep over uh, keep up with Stanford. They're just going to run the ball on them. Yeah, and then also have under on the fifty two and a half over yep. under. So Stanford over under. Yep, same here. Um, let's see. Look at that one. Look at that one. All right, so Colorado at Washington State. 
Ooh, this will be a good game. It's going to be. Uh, I'll take over for points blindly. Um, Seventy-one. Yep, I'll, I'll take the over. And then the Washington then State's a twelve Washington and a half point State? favorite. Yeah, at Washington State, I'm going to take the under. I I think Colorado might win this. I'm not going to outright pick them, but I will take the under. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big, high-scoring game. Two very good offenses and very bad defenses. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think Washington State is going to win this, and I think their defense is just good at better, just just that much better than Colorado's, who's really yep. bad. I yep. think the big plays are what's going to make the difference. So I think it's going to be over, over. And also, I don't want to have the same thing as you for every single game. <laughs> um. Okay, so Arizona State at Utah. This is the game for the South. Utah's yeah. a thirteen and a half point favorite, forty eight and a half over under. It's at Utah. At Utah. Let's see. Mm. I, I'm gonna have. I think. You, I mean, Utah is gonna win this game. Yeah. I don't know about that. Twelve and a half. I said twelve and a half, right? Thirteen and a half. I don't have thirteen and a half though. I I do. I'll say over on that one. And then overall score forty eight and a half. Ooh, I'll say under for that. So over yeah. under for me. So I'm gonna have Utah under over, and you have Utah over over under over under. Yeah, yeah I want under. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I figured. figured. Um, Arizona at USC. USC is a ten point favorite. I think their quarterback's back, right? Uh, the second string played last week. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'll take USC and whatever over there is, and then I'll take um, what's 67. the over? I'll take under, over under. Yeah, I don't think Arizona is going to contribute much. The way Khalil Tate looked last week, where he looked just completely lost. God, I hope we never see Herbert play like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, and his it's at the Coliseum. His, but and yeah, look at under. the way Khalil played last week. His mobility actually kind of backfired on him. If they had a quarterback that stepped up in the pocket, because Washington did a great job of containing Khalil, and when one side flushed him out, he ran straight into the other D end. It was like, dude, you got to step up in the pocket, be a quarterback. Yeah, that's going to be his big downfall. Yep. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's all the games. And then we'll we'll get Beans's picks later. Yeah, I think you're currently lead by a significant portion now. I think you have 75 correct predictions. I'm at 71, and Beans is at 70. Yeah, King Cook at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Like always. Yeah, like always. <laughs> all right, so that'll be the end of episode eight. Hopefully, um, we see you guys next week, and we're in a good mood.